Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I love my parents, but then I hate them. And then I hate that I hate them and because I love them. And, you know, and these backwards and forwards, and I shouldn't hate them because I, I love them and I don't understand what's wrong with them, but I feel guilty that I hate them and I need to love them for them to love me, to be able to grow. I need parent energy, adult energy to grow myself from. Yeah. So it was a big, conflict and it took me years to dig myself out of all of that the confusion welcome to how my parents raised me i'm dawn chitty when we are born we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected what our parents bring to our lives and what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you you, what makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story, what happened to them, how they got through. 
and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. beautiful friend, do you suffer from depression? Symptoms of depression are not always obvious. You might feel constantly tired. You might be low in energy, low in motivation. You might have constant feelings of anxiety or worry, feelings of sadness or feeling constantly guilty about everything. If this sounds like you, take a look at Destroy Depression. It's a treatment plan that works regardless of your symptoms or your age. It's a totally drug-free, straightforward plan that explains everything you need to know about eliminating depression step by step. Destroy Depression helps you dominate your depression. It helps you take back control over your symptoms and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about how Destroy Depression can help you because you really do deserve to live your life free from the symptoms of depression. Hey, my beautiful friends, I hope you're doing so well. Did you take the ACE test on the HEAL blog yet? It's important to understand the impact that the events of your childhood are having on your current life in order to move forward into healing. If you would like to get your ACE score, you can find the link to this blog in the show notes. This week, I am chatting with Azza Manakova, who took on an immense amount of trauma from her childhood. Azza grew up in Australia and she speaks of spending time with the Aboriginal people who she says had a huge influence on her life. She felt seen by them, she says. They saw into her soul and gave her some of the things that she never got from her own parents. Azza's parents were Russian and they had grown up in the war and they were traumatized. Azza says it could be a beautiful sunny day in Australia and her parents would be reacting to things that had happened decades before in a different country in a completely different time. And that's the thing about trauma. It doesn't matter what's happening in the here and now. It stays with us and it changes our lives forever. Azza says she was born a therapist. She needed to fix and save and she would swing back and forth between loving her parents and hating them. She felt unloved and unsupported. Azza has a refreshing take on healing and some unique insights into trauma that you will find really helpful. Azza now spends her life helping people to heal from their trauma. Please join me now for Azza's story. Azza Manikova, welcome to the podcast. You are a trauma therapist and you create retreats and transformational workshops for trauma sufferers. You have worked all over the world teaching, communicating, connecting humans on their journey. Your early years were spent in the Australian bush and you speak of spending time with Aboriginal elders. Can you tell us a little bit about 
that time and what you learned from the wisdom of the Aboriginal people? The, the, I felt seen. I felt seen. My parents were very traumatised. When a person's traumatised, which is sort of everyone on the planet, by the way, you know, they can't be present and see the needs of the child in front of them because there's too much intensity going on in their heads. Mm. And, and with the Australian Aborigines, they see, they see, they have, they're just, you know, they look at you and they can see the, the soul that you are beyond everything else, you know? Mm. And uh, they see, they saw what I needed. I needed to be seen. I needed love. I needed to someone to say, oh, you're good. You're just good. You're, you know, you're not a bad person. You're a good person. And they were able to see that and give me that energy frequency, you know? It's mm. not that they're sitting there telling me. They could they could give that to me on an energetic level. And that that saved my life, I'd say. Mm. That, it saved my life, yeah. What, what age were you when you were in Australia as a child? I was born in Australia. Russian parents, but I was born in Australia. Yeah. So you talk about your your parents growing up in Russia and they were children of the Second World War. Can you yes. explain the trauma your parents held from those early experiences? Yeah. You know, I asked my mother, I said, what, what is it? What's war? And she said, the devil comes to earth and everybody is insane. By the, you know, after years of it you don't know who's who and what's what and who's killing who and who's the enemy you don't know anything you, you it's like people go insane you know there's no rational sense to anything and and uh, you just have to hold on to yourself being present in the moment because any moment you're going to be leaving the planet, you know, any moment. So you just have to be present. It makes you totally present. Yeah. Now, first of all, there's the fear and the shock and the, all of that. And then it's just complete presence. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the ultimate being on high alert, isn't it? Like you're basically on high alert for your life and it can go on for years. And I guess, they would probably have been children at that time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were children. Yeah, so it's a lot for a child, isn't it, To Oh, my God, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So with trauma, it's like you, your brain splits and, and the trauma goes into one part of the brain and there's, there's this amnesic cover, you know, that like a bag or a sack or a box or whatever you want to call it that protects you from remembering you know so so you can be in life right now and everything's fine and but there's that that thing there that that you've separated yourself from as a, it's a natural way that we survive we disassociate and it's mm. in a compartment somewhere, you know. But the thing is, there's symptoms. Yes. Because our soul keeps pushing us to wholeness. So so there's symptoms. And the symptoms are heavy, you know, especially for children that don't know what 
the hell's going on? What what happened? What, we're in Australia, sunshine, beautiful, you know, what are you freaking about? So were they on high alert and were they angry a lot? Is that how it showed up for them? They were paranoid and in fear mm. and anxiety like off off the scales, anxiety. And then to calm themselves down, it, 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 it's like they, they had this sense of order in the chaos that they were creating. They needed this chaos to feel like it's familiar and, and they can feel an order in that, which gave them a sense of control. Yes, I totally hear that. And how did that then get passed down to you? Did you become an anxious person as a child growing up in that environment or how did it affect you? Well, I became a therapist in fetus. It's like, you know, I just, I've just been a therapist. You know, I developed those antennas. You, You know, there's a, there's a part of me that, that, I became very old very quickly. Yeah. I was old. I, I, I don't remember me being a, a, a playful, happy child. I was intense and serious and, and old, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I wanted to know the meaning of life. It's like, why are people like that? Why, you know, why, how did you become like that? You were a child once. How did you become like that? What happened mm. to you? So that I was questioning all of that all the time because it's it, it became this like, you know, I love my parents, but then I hate them. And then I hate that I hate them and because I love them. And, you know, and these backwards and forwards and I shouldn't hate them because that I, I love them and I don't understand what's wrong with them, you know, so but I feel guilty that I hate them, you know, and I need to love them for them to love me, to be able to grow, you know. I need parent energy, adult energy to grow myself from. So it was a big conflict and it took me years to dig myself out of all of that, the confusion and the the trauma the the you know not not understanding what was going on and like i'm digging through mud trying to find something and i don't even know what i'm looking for mm, that's a very good analogy isn't it digging through yeah. mud and i don't know what i'm looking for and i think it applies to so many people because everybody that's gone through that trauma you're sitting in confusion and you just want to come back to what's real and and you don't really even know what's real I mean it's it's yeah. it's a really yeah. confusing place to be I think you yeah you mentioned that you felt connected to the spirit world from a young age what is that yeah. connection meant for you oh that that was that was my connection to life because after like so much craziness going on that I didn't have a fear of death but because I had the connection with spirit, it's like one more day, one more day, one more day. And I could feel like, like I could sense spirit guiding me. 
I'd get a yes or a no come up or I'd see I'd see tomorrow I'd see what was going to happen tomorrow you know I had this vision of of the future and I just kept seeing it and mm. uh, and that kept me alive and it, and and it kept me connected I wasn't scared of going to dangerous places and doing dangerous things because not because I'm brave, but I knew that I was protected by spirit. You know, I just knew it. When I do a workshop, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know who's there. I have a huge bag full of skills, that's for sure. But I'm in the present moment when I'm working. But before I start, I can see the end of the workshop. I know how it's going to end. Mm. Yeah. And so working with trauma, can you explain in simple terms what trauma is? Trauma is where you get such a shock and it doesn't make sense and it shames your soul, you know. It's like who I really am is flawed. Guilt, yeah, I did something wrong, I won't do it again. But shame is who I really am as a soul is wrong, is flawed. Mm. And and it's such a shock that it's like, boom, it separates you from yourself. And you can't look at it because it's too much. And then you're trying to make up stories in your head. Well, it's because of he said that she said, and well, they didn't really mean it. Well, I don't care anyway. I'm a strong person. I'm a sensitive person. I'm this, I'm that, you know. So you start, you, you separate from yourself and then, you create a different persona of yourself because you can't look at the pain and the shame like like God punished me. This terrible thing happened. I must have deserved it. I'm because I'm weak, because I'm stupid, because I'm worthless, you know, that shame of the soul. So then I create a persona. I don't need anyone. I can do it myself. I'm really strong. Well, I'm actually a Gemini Cancer. That means I can do this and that and that. And I was born in the year of the this and that. So I, this, so I make myself up, you know? Yeah. And then I ride that. I ride that, you know? Well, this is who I am then. And I present myself in life as that. Yeah. But reality, the archetype of reality keeps pushing you back to what is the truth, you know, keeps knocking you and knocking you. And with time, I mean, you've seen people that have this amazing persona and then reality goes boom and and the persona shatters. And then they, you know, they are who they are without that. The journey of life is to know who you are. All the sages say you are much, much greater than you can possibly ever imagine. And going to your death not knowing yourself is the greatest tragedy. And Nelson Mandela, his inauguration speech, 30 years in prison, being tortured, hearing his, his friends been, been murdered and all of this. I mean, is that trauma or what? And then his inauguration speech, he stands there and he says, it's your greatness that you're really scared of. 
You can look at your demons. You can look at all of those, ooh, I'm weak or I'm stupid or I make mistakes and I always do that and I really hate myself for that. You can look at that. Try and look at your own greatness and hold that. That's what you're really scared of. And, you know, that's what trauma does. It makes you scared of who you really, really are the greatness of yourself. You know, in Mexico, where I am right now, the, the, they say you're Don. Everyone has a Don, which means your special fingerprint on planet Earth. There is no other fingerprint that ever was or will be the same as yours. So you have something to bring to this Earth you know, to contribute a certain quality of vibration, like loving plants. That's a, that's a certain frequency, and that vibrates on Earth, or whatever it is, whatever it is, that's yours to give to Earth. That's mm. your the gift you came with. You know, God gave you life, and God gave you that, that certain dawn to contribute to life. And and what trauma does is split you from that. Yeah. And that's horrendous. So then you're looking for yourself externally or making yourself up. Yes. I'm I'm oh no, I'm a little bit fat. I should be skinny. I should be this. And I yeah, but actually I'm this, that, 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 and that, you know? That no, 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 that's making yourself up because you split away from yourself. Trauma split you. Mm. But who you really, really are, then you can pretend that you're fabulous and amazing. Also, reality is going to, you know, wipe that off of you. Reality will get you, you know, yeah. bite you in the bum. It will with time. Mm. But being who you really, really are, back to your own soul. And the way that I work looking at everything you're not. Well, who am I and how do I find myself and where am I? How about looking at everything that you're really not? Yeah, yeah, that's that's so important, isn't it? Yeah. And so you obviously would have had this dark night of the soul experience yourself. Is that what you went through, this sort of oh discovery? Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. To, to death, you know, I tried to commit suicide. I thought, that's it, I can't. Hello, spirit world. No, I'm coming back. You know, I can't deal with this. And and that wasn't frightening to me. It was more frightening staying on earth, you know, in my body. And I, I tried to commit suicide, but it didn't happen, you know. I went to a graveyard. I sat there. I'm looking at dead people's gravestones. It's like, do I want this? Do I want to be part of this? You know, and I gave myself to a certain date. I think it was like a month. And yes, I want to, I, I want to leave. I want to leave. And, uh, and I was found by children on the gravestone because I, I OD'd on different pills. And okay, all right. So then, then that didn't happen. Okay, so then there's a purpose, you know, there's a purpose. The spirit world doesn't want me now. Yeah. Stay there and go through it, you know, and okay, all right. It sort of snapped me out of it. It's like, all right, all right, I hear you. So there is a purpose. 
there is a purpose for my life. Mm. It's not just suffering. Yes. So how did you go from that point of suffering to the point that you wanted to take your own life, tried to do that, to actually finding the purpose? Finding finding the purpose by realising that I'm trying to be all of these things, you know, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying not to be upset. I'm trying to love my parents. I'm trying to not hate. I'm trying to not be depressed. I'm trying to, you know, okay, now I'll say these mantras and I'll say these affirmations and I'll get up and I'll do this and I'll do that. I'm trying to be, you know, and nothing worked. And and after the suicide attempt, it's like, okay, none of that worked because here I am in the hospital, you know? So drop all of that and then look inside and find a way back home, you know? Find a way back home. So I started to look at all of these different personas that I thought would lift me up and didn't and like really looking at them oh so I'm I say to myself that I don't need anybody and and then I trace that back it's like because no one was there no one was there if I needed someone and and no one's there then I'll I'll implode I don't know what would happen so I will believe I'll make a different belief I don't need you anyway I don't care and I don't need you. So that gave me strength, you know? So so I started to see. And, and what happened with I don't need you was looking at that and looking at the pain of that and going through the pain that this poor little girl that's all alone and abandoned and not no one's there to help her or anything except the spirit world, you know, it's like it, I became neutral. It's like, yes, I, I need, but no one's here. So, okay, okay, a neutral force. I became, I, I sort of went into a neutral force where it wasn't right or wrong. It wasn't good or bad. It wasn't I, I needed or I didn't need. I just was in a neutral force of seeing all of that going on. Mm. And was this before you were a therapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a teenager at that time. And so where did you go from there? Well, I knew I had to leave, otherwise they'd drive me insane. Mm. You know, I really thought they would because the energy was so intense. And also I was the shadow carrier for my mother and father, both of them. You know, my father was very cruel to my older brother, but my mother protected him. But my mother didn't protect me or my father didn't protect me. So Mm. I had to leave. Mm. Because I had the spirit world, there was this part of me deep inside that knew I'd be okay, you know? Outside, it's like, oh, what am I going to do when I'm scared and uh, everything? But inside... Being connected to spirit is, yeah, it just, and the spirit keeps proving it to me. It's not like wishful thinking. Spirit keeps proving it. 
so that I would stay connected through serendipity, through intuition, through perceiving. I'd think of something and then it had happened. My fear fantasy would like tomorrow I have to go and do this and I'm petrified out of my mind. So my fear fantasy, I saw the difference between my fear fantasy and, and the truth that the spirit world is telling me. The spirit world already showed me everything's fine. It's going to be fine. Actually, it's going to be really good. And my fear fantasy is going, Ugh. so I, I, I allowed my fear fantasy to do its thing because the mind is going to do its thing no matter what. It's a program, right? But I didn't identify with it. I started learning not to identify with, with my mind associating different fear fantasies. And, and having that vibration of spirit, it's a frequency in your heart where you know you know. Where, where spirit has shown you it's fine, it's fine, you know? So th knowing the difference, it's like salt and sugar, the taste of those frequencies of my fear fantasy. It's got a smell and a taste and a texture, you know, in, in your senses. And then the, the smell and sound and texture, the, the frequency of spirit, it's completely different. It's like women have been sort of castrated a lot, not totally, but a lot from their intuition. Hmm. And then your wishful thinking becomes your intuition where it, that's not what intuition is. Your hopeful thinking, you know, you, you make up, your imagination makes up intuition instead of, the, the real intuition so we have to relearn the the frequency in our body you can you can feel it the frequency of intuition it, it's like boom in a second you know you can't make it come on hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who's trying to tune into that intuition? Look at what's blocking you. Look at the story that's blocking you. That's all. Don't try and be intuitive and don't pretend, for God's sake, don't pretend. You know, you can pretend to other people and tell people how intuitive you are, but don't do it to yourself. Look at 
what's dulling it, you know, what's masking it, what's the story I want to be. I, I want myself back. So I'm trying to make up myself to come back. I, I, I want me back. So I'll pretend that, that, you know, oh, I really felt that. Oh, that was so incredible. I could really feel that. Don't play with yourself. Don't play with yourself. Because if you need to tell everyone how sensitive and perceptive and intuitive you are, it's ego, it's not it, you know? And ego is has a purpose. It has a purpose. Respect your ego. It pushes you into the, your future, you know? But don't identify with it that that is who you are. You'll lose yourself. You'll hmm. lose yourself if you need to tell everyone how amazing or whatever. Oh, I'm an empath, you know, an empath. Why do you need to tell? Oh, no, I'm really sensitive. Why do you need to do that? Why do you need to tell everyone that? And real, you know, everyone's an empath in some way. We all have sensitivity. But Someone that's very sensitive can feel the vibration that's going on, but it doesn't enter them. But people that, oh my God, I could feel it. It was so terrible. No, that's that's ego, you know. Don't do that to yourself because reality will rip you apart. Don't do it. And it's pushing you further away from who you really are. Yes, you are sensitive. Yes, yeah. you are. Stop trying to be, get rid of everything that you're trying to be because it's in the way of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice, isn't it? And I think we live in a world that gives us so many messages and it's confusing because we've been told so many things from birth about what makes us valuable or powerful or important. And most of it is rubbish, but it, it continues to be blasted at us 24 seven from every kind yeah. of medium that we look at. And so you can see kids really feeling that there's certain things they need to be and do. And yet often we can be in our forties, fifties and beyond and still think that those things are valuable. Hopefully over time, we start to get an understanding that they're not, but it's just so much pressure, I think, from society around us about what makes us valuable but really it's just who we are like you yes. said it's that unique don that that fingerprint yes that's, that's yes. what makes us valuable doesn't it that's yes. that's the, yes. the beauty who of you who we really are. really are mm. who you really really are yeah absolutely Mahatma Gandhi became a lawyer and he said, I'm going to get the royal family out of my country peacefully. Oh, shut up. No, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You know, and the royal family in the 1930s were gods. Mm. I'm going to get the royal family out of my country peacefully. Yeah, sure, mate. Have another drink. You know how he did it? He got rid of everything that was blocking him from doing that mm. his insecurities his fears his imagination his ego wank you know he's all of these things he was also a sex addict you know 
all of those things. He got all of the things that were stopping him from doing that out of his system. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. That's it. That's the road. That's the road. Mm, it's quite simple really, isn't it? It's yes. very simple. I mean, it is. whether it's simple to actually do it, but but the concept is very simple. Yeah. I have these different parts of me that protected me like I'm really strong. Every now and then I need to pull that up. I know it's not me. It's not that I'm weak either. I'm not strong or weak. I'm just me, you know. But sometimes I need the strength. Okay, I can bring that up and use that. Sometimes I I need vulnerability. It's the right thing to be in the situation that I'm in, you know, to be vulnerable, not strong. So I, I have that, you know, and I can bring that up. So I can I can now use all of those different parts of me that protected me, that saved my life, but not identify with that's who I am. They're, mm. they're tools. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess with trauma, you know, we're all holding pain. And I saw a video on your website and you talk about how children know how to release their pain because they scream and they cry and they release it. And of course, we're taught from a very young age that that's not acceptable behavior, but essentially that's why we're all holding so much pain, isn't it? Because we just don't really know how to release it because we're told that releasing it in a loud way is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, it's unacceptable. It's it's not civilized. Mm. You know? And and imagine all of that accumulating in your system because mm. that's fire. To have emotional pain is fire. So it's going to burn something in you. It'll cause either cancer or a heart attack or or something. It's going to rip you apart one way or another. Alzheimer's, you know, dementia, it'll do something to you. It it will create symptoms. Yes. And I think the world is just so unwell, right? I mean, everybody, there's so much chronic unwellness, so much cancer. I mean, there's just so much of this stuff and people are not realizing why it's happening. Yeah. People are doing their best, but it's, we don't, we aren't educated in this way, you know? Mm, yeah you know I, I thank the spirit world for my suicide attempt that got me focused you know it's like okay nothing works nothing I'm at a dead end and I'm not dead all right something else needs to happen yeah absolutely <laughs> it's like that's not happening right now <laughs> yeah redirect yeah, yeah. So you say that depression is our greatest teacher. Can you explain what you mean by that? Depression, what does that mean? You're depressed, you're pressed down. Your spirit, your 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 life force, your everything is pressed down. So the opposite is express. You either depress or you express. You want to express, get a pillow, put your face in it and scream your head off, you know? Have a tantrum, have a total emotional tantrum, scream, bash, 
cry, do everything. I mean, you, you don't need to punish other people with it. You know, you don't need to do it with, with other people because that's, that's just useless. You know, it, it, it doesn't work because there's a part of you that knows what you're doing. You're hurting other people. Mm. You know, you don't hurt other people. It's emotional discharge of emotional pus and infection in the in your emotional body and you discharge it do it get put your face in a swimming pool you know go to the ocean whatever put your face in water and scream like crazy go nuts there's the mm. saying you have to lose your mind to come back to your senses lose your mind find a way where you're not disturbing and freaking people out and discharge this emotional pain and hate, you know, like every single energy is for the purpose of evolution. If you focus it that way, the consciousness, you know, hate, 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 your fault, your fault, you know, you're bad, you're, you, 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 okay, good. It will come to an end. If that's going to pull the pain out, the emotional pass out then whatever you need to do that do it because once it's gone you can literally if once you release the trauma out of those different compartments in your brain where your brain locked it up to protect you you know and then it comes comes forward and it's like oh my god I forgot about that you focus on the root cause not blaming someone that hurt you yesterday. Mm. Look at the root cause and clear it. So that's your intention because there's a higher part that is seeing you do that, you know, yeah. and clear it out. And once it's clear, you can actually feel almost like this electricity, a very fine feeling like zzz, the electricity in your brain where that part it has been activated the part that was blocked up. Mm. It's really amazing. We are amazing. We are amazing human beings. You know, yeah. we are a work of God. Yeah. All of us. I love that actually because so much of healing, it seems like it's meant to be quiet. You know, you're supposed to sit and meditate and release but actually, How mate, civilized. it's so civilized <laughs> and so perfect. And and actually what we, we probably need to do is do a lot of screaming and shouting and actually physically release that. And yeah. it makes so much sense. And you speak of rituals that kill the trauma in our body so that we can essentially have a rebirth. Yeah. Can you talk about those rituals? Yeah. Every ancient culture, Australian Aborigines, you know, Every culture has a killing ritual where you, you're killing these different parts that are blocking your evolution. No, I can't. I can't. I'm too, no, I'm really scared and I can't. Kill it. Kill it. It came to you. It didn't come from you. It's not the truth. Kill it. And then it, it, you release it out of your body and then that part can grow. You can love it. It's like, oh, thank you for protecting me. Because if I could, I would have been in danger at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, like acting down, acting down, acting dumb protected me. 
in situations, but then it blocked my growth, you know? So killing rituals is that. It's just killing. And after a death, there's a rebirth. Mm. There's no rebirth after unless there's a death. There's yeah. no rebirth. You do rebirthing through breath work, is that right? Yeah. Well, no, the breath work is is releasing out of the body. That's what it is. Mm. The rebirth is yours yourself. It will happen suddenly in retrospect. It's like, wow, when did I stop doing that? Or when was I yes, when did I stop being scared of that? When did my story towards myself stop, you know? And I've got, no, I'm not stupid. No, absolutely, and I do not take that. You have no right to, to projectile onto me, you know, your, your complexes. When did I start doing that? In retrospect, you'll find out. And mm. that'll be yours. That's yours. Yeah you know, between you and your own soul, you will suddenly see that you show up differently for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Oh, yeah. You know, Buddha says, remember the face you were before you were born. And we all can remember who you were when you were a real little child, before you had to develop all of these survival personas to be good, for mummy to love you, daddy to love you. Remember who you were mm. because, yeah, we can all, all do that. We can remember ourselves. So you're, you're, that's who you are. That's the essence of, your, of who you are. And you've been going through this unconsciousness where you separated from yourself. And the more you clear all of that, the more you remember and you come back to that you yes. come back to yourself mm. of course as a mature adult but the essence the frequency of that little baby that you were that you remember comes back yeah absolutely and I love that and I talk about that so much people get so caught up with where they are now and who they are now and it's like just take yourself back to that pure love that you were you were born here as this pure love you didn't know about hate or judgment you didn't know about any of that that's actually who you are and it's such a beautiful thing to really connect in with that as a do you use hallucinogenic plants in your trauma healing work sometimes it depends if people need that and want that you know you, you not everyone needs that the holotropic breathwork does that. It, that's a that's a hallucinogenic journey. That's intense, where you 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 go into releasing yourself and and uh, yeah, that's intense. So sometimes it's it's the person needs it. The person really needs it. I had this one guy, successful businessman, come to see me, and. We would go to a different place, you know, and he wanted to take the mushrooms. He was so blocked. He took 50 magic mushrooms and nothing happened. Oh, my gosh. I, really, I know. <laughs> that's how blocked he was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so were you waiting? He worked hard and he broke through. 
Uh-huh. And and uh, he's an incredible person right now. Yeah, he's he's opened himself up. His heart, his everything. He's opened himself up. He knew he was very blocked. Yeah, <laughs> was that through the breath work? Holotropic breath yeah. work. So is that what he used? No, he used no. magic mushrooms. Oh, he still used them. So the mushrooms he... were the thing that helped him in the end. And bashing. We'd go out to the cactus fields and he'd like bash and scream and bash and scream like crazy. So the mushrooms and the and the violent ritual, you know, I have a, a rubber tire and a steel baseball bat and we go out in the countryside and let it go, screaming and bashing and going nuts. And also doing the the mushroom, yeah. He he finally broke through himself, you know. That that imagine what type of armor he had around mm. him to be able to survive. Mm. You know? I love I love that idea of just going out and bashing things. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so yeah. liberating because we never do yeah. stuff like that, do we? It's I suppose everybody thinks, oh, that's a bit violent or whatever. I mean, actually, it's just so releasing. I, I'm just imagining doing that. It's, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. So the holotropic breath work, what, what is that? It's, it's just a, it's an ancient breathing pattern, actually, that the shamans used to do. And they would be drumming and, and drumming certain frequencies to the heartbeat or making the heartbeat go faster or something. And, and you're just breathing in and out of your nose. And there's no space between in-breath, out-breath, yeah. inhaling and exhaling. There's no space. And it's intense breathing with the drumming. And and suddenly you lose your mind, actually. You go into another space. Your mind sort of goes on the side. It, it takes a break. It's over there. And, and, and your body, finally, the mind's gone. It's not controlling the body. And the body lets go. It's like giving birth, you know. The woman, like, after a certain time, she just goes to another planet. And the body is doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. that, and the body releases like crazy. It releases like crazy. It has to be done either in a group or in a group of people. It's really good because the energy is real, real heavy. It's charged, mm. and and there needs to be a guide, and mm. then there needs to be a process after that. Yeah, and you use the enneagram as well, don't you? Yeah. You, you you call it the alchemist stone. Why yeah. why do you call it that? Because it's showing you what you're not. Oh, my personality type is I'm a two or I'm a four. No, no. It's exactly what you're not. The Enneagram shows you your survival pattern. Mm. And your survival pattern is predictable like a machine it's a reaction 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 and you've identified with that because of the circumstances you grew up in and you think that that's who you are no it's your personality and because it's predictable and it's written in a book what that's who you are no we are much greater than we can possibly imagine so it's showing you 
how you are in reaction to life mm. and, and how you're not being who you really are. So it's almost like telling us the things that are, are like roadblocks that we need to remove in order to be our true selves. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Like the, the Enneagram type, you know, there's the numbers, mm. which are certain frequencies as, as well, but they've got nothing to do with numerology. Like a, a one personality type is anal retentive, tight, judgmental, you you can feel it you know the person like looks you up and down they're very tight and judgmental and and they see the world in this is right this is wrong mm. this is good this is bad you know that's how that they, there's that split in their mind and they're always trying to be good that means you're bad if you're not doing what they're doing because they're good and that isolates people and makes them lonely and they don't know why. And, mm. and they can't just allow life to be as it is, multicolored. No, it's black and white. And that's not who you are. And the way that they developed that was being criticized by your parents. Mm. I'm a good boy. You see, I did this and that and that. I'm a good boy, so I won't be punished. And, you know, or I'm a good girl. Yeah. You know, so all of those different patterns of personality structure are for our survival. You look at it and it's like, this is exactly how I think and how I act and how I feel. And that's not me. Yeah. You know, that's not me. It's not who I want to be. It's just how I've become, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> In order to survive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a machine. Machines are predictable yes yeah absolutely and as a you run private and group healing sessions and retreats as well in Mexico what do you want people to know about what you're offering I have a 15 minute free call call me email me whatsapp and we can do 15 minutes and see if what you need and if we're compatible to work together because it's a journey. I'm on the journey with you, journeying. Mm. So we need to be compatible in that way. And once a month, a 90-minute session where different topics, people can either tell me a topic they want or I have 100 topics I can talk about and, and, and then a discussion, you know. So it's a 90-minute thing that I'm I'm starting to do online and come to Mexico come to beautiful Mexico and let's do a retreat here San mm. Miguel de Allende it's beautiful this is like an artist's colony mm. everything you look at is beautiful here look at the door look at the window look at the doorknob there's actually a book on San Miguel de Allende's doors Oh, wow. Just the doors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really amazing. There's a whole book on with, you know, of course, the pictures of San Miguel Allende's doors. It's beautiful. Oh, sounds yeah, amazing. So I, I want to yeah. uh, do a retreat here soon. Yes. And so your therapy work is on Zoom as well? Yeah. 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 Okay. So where's yeah. the best place that we can find you is it your website 
Yeah, there's my email address on my website. So people can email me and mm -hmm. set up an appointment. Yeah. Okay. And what is the website address? My name, awzah.org. Okay. Well, I will put that in the show notes so that people can easily find you. As at everything you said today, I love it. I love all of it. You're an incredible light in the world and all the work you're doing with people and helping them to heal. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you very much. Lots of love to you, Dawn. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>